0: LOCKED ON PODCAST NETWORK PRESENTS LOCKED ON SPORTS TODAY.
1: THE BIGGEST STAR IN COLLEGE BASKETBALL BEATEN IN THE CHAMPIONSHIP GAME. HOW DID LSU TAKE DOWN CAITLIN CLARK? PLUS THE MEN'S NATIONAL TITLE NO ONE EXPECTED AND THE CELTICS SHOULD BE THE FAVORITES TO WIN THE NBA TITLE. I'M PETER Bukowski. STARTING YOUR DAY WITH THE CAN'T-MISS STORIES AND BIGGEST DEBATES IN SPORTS. YOU'RE LOCKED ON SPORTS TODAY.
2: Searching all major
1: sports.
0: Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
1: This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Kaitlin Clark came into championship Sunday as the headline maker, but it was LSU, a hot shooting LSU. Angel Reese put in 15 and 10, sets an NCAA record for double doubles in a season, and LSU 102-85, to 85, they win their first title in program history. Uh, Isabel Rodriguez, not Angel Reese, joins me now from Locked On Women's Basketball. And, and Isabel, this is a game that started off really, really fast. The officiating got in the mix a little bit, and then the hot shooting of LSU really took off. What clicked for, for this LSU offense?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there are a couple of different things, but the thing that stuck out to me was by halftime, Angel Reese had taken two shots, and the team as a whole had scored 59 points. Mm. Um, And so it was really those role players that came out of the woodwork and really made a difference today. I mean, Jasmine Carson, um, in particular, stands out. Um, She had over 20 points. Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but she really made an impact in the first half, didn't miss a shot. Um, in the first half and including like at least five three pointers, I think it was. Um, and so just really able to get hot from the three point line, which is honestly not something we really, we've really seen them do to this degree up until now. Um, Yeah.
1: Jasmine Carson had not scored in the last three games in the tournament comes out finishes with 22 points. She was actually seven for seven in the first half, five of five on threes did not miss. And, and in a way that was the story for LSU because they shoot 54% from the floor, almost 65% from three. This was a team coming in shooting 19% from deep. So if you're Iowa, are you going, we just ran into some hot shooting or was there something you felt like they were not doing that they could have done better in this game?
3: There were a couple of different things. I mean, people talked about this during the South Carolina game yesterday, but Iowa's perimeter defense, especially when they run up against maybe some players who are having better nights than others isn't necessarily the best. Um, they definitely um, struggled to decide when to cover certain players and when to go into drop. Um, and I think there's, you know, it ended up making the difference in some way combined with the difference in reffing. Um, there was some, you know, they got into foul trouble early, especially Monica Sanano and Caitlin Clark both ended up With four fouls going into like halfway through the third quarter, and that really limited what they were able to do both on the offensive and the defensive, since they had to play a little bit more cautiously. Um, And I think that combined with LSU's hot shooting, it really just made all the difference.
1: Yeah, if you'd have told Iowa going in that they would shoot fifty percent from the floor and almost forty-seven percent from three, that Kalen Clark would have thirty, they would probably feel pretty good about their chances. Um, But but that's not what happened here. Zooming out, big picture, LSU they get their first national title in program history. I mentioned Kimoki who got emotional after the game. She was in the gold suit, um, just just shiny as ever. Um, wh- where can this program go from
2: here?
3: That's the crazy thing to think about, to be honest, is this LSU program has basically scratched the surface of what they can do. This going just happened. Forward. This just happened. I mean I was talking with um Gabriela Lewis who is our SEC beat reporter um, at the next and she and I were talking about how LSU was ranked third in the SEC going into this season. It was South Carolina, then Tennessee, and then LSU. And they had a really like not exactly that deep non-conference schedule. They were doubted basically the whole season. Um, And for good reason too. I mean, they had games where they really struggled against opponents that they should not have struggled against. They had some really ugly um, tournament games, including that game against Miami, which is still one of the maybe one of the worst basketball games I've ever watched in my life. Like they had some low <laughs> moments for sure, but I think like the the pieces really came together, especially when they finally had, the, again, those other role players coming up and supporting what Angel Reese was able to do.
1: Stay up to date all year on the latest with women's basketball by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Women's Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, what can we expect from a national championship on the men's side that is a bit unorthodox? Before we get to that, though, there was a historic upset in the NBA last night. The tournament is winding down, which means the NBA playoffs is heating up. Baseball is here. The Masters coming up in just a couple days, which means there's no better place and no better time to get in on the action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book and doing it right now because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars. That's a thousand dollars back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets on the men's side, or you can bet on baseball, the Mets and the Brewers tonight at American family field, the Brewers, Slight favorites on the money line in their home opener as FanDuel has the minus 126 to win all on an app that's safe and secure. Super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel.
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Portland Trailblazers pulled off the largest NBA upset in 30 years on Sunday by knocking off the Minnesota Timberwolves as 19-and-a-half-point underdogs. That is like college football line stuff.
0: And just like that, another can't-lose game for the Minnesota Timberwolves turns into a loss. I'm Ben Beacon, host of the Lockdown Wolves podcast. The Timberwolves came into Sunday 19-and-a-half-point favorites against the bruised and battered Portland Trailblazers, no Damon Lillard, loses of 11 of 12, missing their top five scores, playing multiple 10-day contract guys, rookies, etc., undrafted guys. And yet the Wolves lost by two. According to ESPN, this was the worst loss against the spread in 30 years. Carlton Towns had three shot attempts for the Wolves. Not makes, shot attempts for Minnesota. Anthony Edwards had 37, 6, and 5. But no other Timberwolves scored more than 13 points in this game. Minnesota shot the ball fairly well themselves. But again, it was the turnovers. 18 turnovers, lack of defense in critical moments in the game. And Minnesota just simply played back and forth with one of the worst teams in the league, shorthanded. And uh, they've now lost three straight. They've dropped to ninth in the West. We're going to break it all down. Subscribe to Lockedhead Wolves for all things Timberwolves. And this is a-, a
1: Blazers team that probably wants to lose games, but you can't tell the players not. For just the second time in a decade, the New York Knicks will be in the NBA playoffs.
4: The New York Knicks have stamped their ticket to the NBA playoffs with so the 118-109 to win over the Washington Wizards. Alex Wolf from Locked On Knicks here, and they got contributions from all up and down an impromptu starting lineup. No Julius Randle with his sprained ankle, but also no R.J. Barrett in this game didn't matter. The Knicks got quality contributions from the starting lineup. Quentin Grimes and Jalen Brunson both had 27 points. Manuel quickly had 22 in place of Barrett. But maybe most importantly, Obi Toppin gets comfortable, gets 21 points starting for Julius Randle, playing probably one of his best games of the season. And these last three games, you should definitely look to get Obi Toppin comfortable and ready for the possibility that Julius Randle might not be there for the first game or two of the playoffs, thanks to that sprained ankle. So we'll see how it all goes. Plenty more to talk about on Locked On Knicks, including the quest for the five seed. So that's all coming up on Locked On Knicks. The
1: Milwaukee Bucks took care of the Philadelphia 76ers.
4: After a disaster against Boston a couple of nights ago, the Bucs bounce back against the Philadelphia 76ers and pick up a really, really important win on the road to clinching the number one seed. My name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. The Celtics got the tiebreaker a couple of nights ago. They then closed to within one and a half games of Milwaukee, so there was pressure on the Bucks. This was a must-win game against Philadelphia, and for the most part. They were pretty comfortable throughout the night and got big performances from their best players. Giannis, 33 points, 14 rebounds, six assists, 13 of 17 from the field, and he did all of this in just 32 minutes. I'm not sure he needed an MVP statement, but maybe that was it tonight.
1: Someone is gonna have to give me a reason that Dwell Embiid Beat is clearly favored ahead of Giannis and Tetacumbo in the MVP race, other than something silly like it's just his turn. I don't understand. Charlie Coyle scored the game-winning shootout goal as the Bruins recovered from blowing a 3-0 lead to beat the St. Louis Blues 4-3 for Boston's 60th dub of the year. The Bruins became just the fourth team in NHL history to win at least 60 games in a season, joining the 18-19 Tampa Bay Lightning, the 95-96 Red Wings, the 76-77 Canadiens. The Bruins now have 125 points this season and are on pace. For 133, which would break the NHL single season record of 132 set by those 76 77 Canadiens. Boston has five games remaining in the regular season. And on the diamond, the LA Angels scored, sorry, 13 runs? Ooh, Oakland A's pitching staff. Yikes.
0: The Angels take two out of three in the opening series against the A's up at the Oakland Colossal Waste Coliseum, my bad. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's John Frisch, one half of Locked On Angels. The Angels poured on the offense after a disappointing opening day winning yesterday's game 13-1 to with an 11-run inning. Logan Ohapi had RBIs in all three games this weekend. He had his first career home run, a three-run shot on Sunday. Patrick Sandoval pitched well. Tyler Anderson induced a lot of soft contact against the A's. Trout and Otani go back-to-back with home runs. And Anthony Rendon causes some controversy that we're definitely going to talk about But you know what? It's good that the Angels took this series. Two out of three ain't bad, and they had to get it done. And now they move on up to Seattle for the rest of this road trip before they come home on Friday. Mike and I are going to talk about it all on Locked On Angels, including the Anthony Rendon incident. So we hope you'll join us on Monday's show.
2: Here is another story you need to know.
1: If LSU in Iowa wasn't enough in terms of national championship stakes and drama and... Man, post-game discourse on Twitter. <laughs> there was a lot of that. Then, hey, we got another one of these. We've got UConn and San Diego State for the men's national title. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be weird because the, the men's tournament has been weird this whole time. Andy Patton from Locked On College Basketball joins me now. And and Andy, this is a, a little bit of an anticlimactic finish in a lot of ways to what was a really fun game. We haven't really felt... Isaac uh, and, and I talked about this last week mm-hmm. about usually in these tournaments, we f- we feel the upsets at some point and it degrades the quality of the games. We haven't mm-hmm. really felt that on the men's side to this, to this point, even if the teams haven't been the names we're used to.
5: Yeah, I agree. And I think there are some people who are trying really hard to find ways to not like that Florida Atlantic San Diego state game. And it was a fantastic game. Like, oh, yeah, the buzzer, missed, how can you not be excited? Right. That's what I'm saying. It was like a buzzer beater. It's like, yeah, there was some missed free throws and some sloppiness that maybe maybe you wouldn't have seen if it was like Alabama and Baylor or something like that. But I don't know. I, Alabama looked crappy in some of their games too. Like I don't think that that
3: necessarily they did lose
5: two teams. Uh, San Diego state has played just fantastic throughout this NCAA tournament. And and they play a style that is not the most aesthetically pleasing. And I can understand why some people might feel that way, but (laughs) they win a lot of basketball games. The guards have been fantastic. And, And UConn, I mean, People have talked about, oh, there hasn't been a dominant college basketball team this year. There's no dominant teams left. Yukon has been dominant, and and they had a, a bad stretch in late January where they went two and six. Outside of that, they they have not lost at all. They did not lose to any team outside of the Big East in the non-conference. They haven't lost anybody in the tournament, of course. So this is a team that has been a flat out dominant force. And I know that they didn't, they only got a four seed, which has kind of clouded some people's judgment on just the teams in this tournament right now. But I think if UConn was a one seed, I think the conversation we would be having around this tournament would be a lot different.
1: Yeah. It's easy to forget. They were the number two team in the nation before Mm -hmm. they went on that midwinter slide. And as you pointed out, since that, that slide, that little slip up in the middle of the season, they have been spectacular. So I think that that leads us to an important point. This, this title, Mm -hmm. I mentioned to Isaac on our show last week, this feels a lot like um, Butler UConn in that mm-hmm. title game. Um, and and we, we do discount titles, right? Mm-hmm. From, t- from, not every title is created equal. Sure. How do you think we are going to view this title? And, and I'm gonna ask you the follow-up <laughs> right up front. How should we view this title? Cause I think those are related.
5: It, it certainly depends how the game goes, but there's a very good possibility that UConn wins this game by double figures. Yeah, It's not guaranteed. Which is all they've done in this maybe. tournament, by the way. Right. All they've
1: done is one game by double figures. Well, and
5: I think that's the that's the takeaway. You can Yes, they did not play a one seed. Yes, they did not play a two seed. And I think that that does matter. It is part of the conversation, but it's not their fault that Kansas lost to Arkansas. It's not their fault that Texas lost to Miami, right? Or that UCLA lost to Gonzaga. Look what they did to Gonzaga. They beat that team by twenty eight points. Like they, I mean, they have beat everybody badly. Miami was the closest game, and it didn't feel that close, really, at the end of the game. I think that this run that UConn has put together, especially if they win by a decent amount, they don't have to blow out San Diego state, but if they win by a decent margin, we're going to look at this stretch and be like, this is a team that just blasted their way through the NCAA tournament. And I, I again, I think people are not going to frame it as, as great of an NCAA Championship as it maybe should be, but I think if they win this game, then it's it's a really really incredible run. And I think when you compare it to previous yukon runs, people are going to look at this more like the cardiac Kemba run in 2011 or mm. their run in 2014. When in reality, this team is probably closer from a talent and dominance perspective to the 04 run with the Mecca Okafor, or even the maybe not the 99 run. That team was really good yeah. with Rip Hamilton in 99, and I don't think that this team is is as good as either of those teams, but I think they're better than both that 2011 team and that 2014 team. And I think that a lot of people aren't going to give them as much credit as they deserve. Of course, if San Diego State wins, it's a very different conversation that we're having. And that would be, people could want to discount that all they want, but that's a team that would have beaten Alabama. They would have beaten a very good Creighton team. They'd have beat a very good UConn team. That would be an extraordinary run for them.
1: Stay up to date all year on college basketball by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On College Basketball on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the Boston Celtics have been playing the kind of basketball that the favorites to win the NBA title should be playing. Do you ever search for something on the internet that you don't want anyone else to know about? Do you ever think, I hope no one finds out I can't spell onto the I know most of you are thinking, well, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something, incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever Visit That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. I have it on right now on my phone. I I don't even think about it. It runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All I have to do is tap one button and I'm protected for as long as I want to be. I have to actually think to turn it off. Otherwise, it's just on. ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash locked, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash locked, expressvpn.com slash locked to learn more. The Boston Celtics have been going through some things lately, but it seems they have put all of that behind them. As Wes Goldberg and Gavin Shaw point out on a recent episode of
2: Locked On NBA. And yet Celtics just keep cruising along. What really stuck out to me was they just went right at Giannis. Giannis as a defender is so scary and they just went right at him and they didn't care. Um, You had Jason Tatum getting him in isolation situations and just, you know, crossing, crossing him over, getting to his looks, getting to his shots that he wanted to get to defensively. They were building a wall in front of Giannis, so they were able to use their length, their athleticism to build that wall. When Giannis kicked out, they were long and athletic enough to close out on those shooters which is something that Giannis is so great at, right? That's part of his why he's so valuable to the Bucs is he's able to, to collapse defenses and kick out the shooters. Most defenses don't have the athletes the way that the Celtics do, and so I thought they were completely locked in. I, mean, I think they tried to, to make a statement and say, you know what, we know that you have the best record. We know you've kind of cruised to the number one seed so far. We know that people have been doubting us. Well, guess what? We're still here, and we should be the favorites. We're the team that represented the Eastern Conference in the finals last year.
1: I get it. The Celtics have the best point differential in basketball. They just beat the absolute daylights out of the Milwaukee Bucks. That being said, the Milwaukee Bucks were playing their fifth game in seven nights. In fact, their fifth game in five different cities. It was a unique circumstance. And the Bucks, by the way, still have the best record in basketball. They still have the best player in basketball. And last season, The Bucs took the Celtics to seven games in the postseason without Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is back. Drew Holiday is playing at an elite level this season. In fact, the game before that Celtics game, the night before, the Bucs run a back-to-back in that Boston game while the Celtics were waiting in Milwaukee for the Bucs. Drew Holiday scored 50. In fact, Drew Holiday and Giannis... We're the first duo ever to have a 35-point triple-double and a 50-point game as teammates in the same game. And that's just one game. That's just Giannis and Drew Holiday. They still have a multi-time all-star Chris Middleton in the mix as well, who is not even fully up to speed yet. I understand if you're going to make the Celtics the favorite. They're not even the best team in the Eastern Conference right now. They haven't been over the course of the season. The record says as much, and that is with Chris Middleton missing more than half the season, Drew Holiday missing stretches of the season, Bobby Portis missing stretches of the season, and Giannis doing his normal rest. It is remarkable what the Bucs have been doing. They, they are still the favorites. And finally, now that Angel Reese has won the national title with LSU, her cousin has a chance to win the men's national title. Jordan Hawkins plays for UConn and grew up with Angel in Maryland. Of their relationship, Hawkins said, I remember we were at the park. She was cooking me. Could be fun holidays for years to come with cousins winning both the men's and women's national title. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, can UConn finish off their title run or will we have a new face at the top in San Diego State? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.